You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round one of the 2022 fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you and your support that we're able to keep this project going. You can head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI right now and find out more how you can become a Patreon and the supporter benefits of doing that. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Isaac Jensen, a.k.a. Samurai Panda from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, doing great. Really good. Yeah, great. Uh, happy, So happy to have you guys here. Uh, we're in a Seattle sandwich, as tends to happen pretty often uh on the show just it's just the way it's worked out uh, pretty often so uh with tyler and and isaac and everybody who comes on with us uh but yeah guys are you excited for the start of the season oh yeah yeah i really am less than a week away uh what's the over under if i ask you guys right now of have you had 20 drafts of your team yet over over. Yeah, I think over for me. I uh, <laughs> I texted my husband this morning and said I just sat down to do fantasy for an hour, changed my team a million times, and ended with the same team I started with. I'm I'm on three, I think. Okay, that sounds about right. A little slacking. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm constantly tinkering. I think there's only been two yeah. players that have been in my lineup since it started. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, of course, we have to call out for those of you who are listening to us. Head over to the YouTube stream uh, real quick to at least check out the hat that Blaine has on. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that, Blaine. Yeah, I just—it was time for an upgrade. Um, I, I'm surrounded by Seattle people all the time, and I was like, you know what? I like my team branding behind me, but I don't need to be wearing team branding all the time. Let's go with MLSFI. And so, my mom actually was helpful enough to help me get the hat made. And we've got some more coming along this season. Absolutely. I don't know if Reed wants to do anything more with that, but I know a couple of our hosts are going to be getting some in the mail here soon. And we're going to be upgrading a little bit and doing full color. Oh my gosh. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll see if uh, some of the chat regulars want to want to have a drawing for that sometime. Maybe that'll be, maybe that'd be a nice way to celebrate 10,000 followers or something. We'll see what, what happens. Uh, so I, know, Reed, I was thinking maybe league winners get a hat. Oh, maybe. And we then you got to earn them. We could see. We could put it out there. We'll see what the community thinks about that. League winners get a nice little bucket hat, a Blaine original. Uh, we're going to spend most of this episode talking about uh, the players. So while last week was kind of longer, this one might be a little bit shorter, but who knows, knowing knowing Blaine especially. Uh, but Blaine, you have some breaking news for us before we get into even our housekeeping that we want to cover. Yeah, we put out an all call in Discord and some people on Twitter were getting involved. And my draft league got involved. Uh, there were a ton of missing players in the game. And we've passed all that information along. Um, the schedule is a little wonky at the tail end, too. There is no week 30, 31 spans, like three weeks. And they're non-consecutive. Week round 32 spans, a different two or three weeks. And those aren't consecutive either. Uh, Skyler did just tell us today that the game is getting a massive upgrade overnight tonight. Uh, players are going to be added, maybe a few players removed, like Chris Mueller, who is no longer here. Um, but 
every missing player that we have identified that is currently signed should be getting added to the game tonight. Um, don't freak out if you don't see guys like um, Dom Dwyer, who hasn't technically signed with um, Atlanta yet. Um, there's another defender, I think, for Miami who is expected to start game week one, but he technically hasn't signed a contract, so he may not get added tonight. So if you see a few of those, some guys are on trial, not signed, but everybody who's officially signed should be getting added to the game overnight tonight, as well as the tail end of the uh, schedule getting updated too. So we should have a much clearer picture. And I know there are some guys I was looking at at game week one and they're not in the game yet. So hopefully that'll give you a little bit more time to get it to tinker more uh, the rest of the week. And we should have enough time to see what we need to do with those, but huge shout out to Skylar. He's been taking all of our, all of our comments, all of our messages, Twitter, uh, discord, everywhere else and really running with those and compiling a list and trying to get everything updated before the season starts. Fantastic. Yes. Appreciate all of the community support that goes into that and the other projects that we have. Uh, I know it's not just this, but the, the mega reference, I know older goaler put out a call out. I think it was older goaler either. No, no, it's Christian. Christian put out a call out on discord the other day for anyone who's interested in helping with the, the mega reference project, which for those of you who are new, that's the, the discord supported project that helps keep track of call-ups and injuries and general absences and set piece takers and, and some of that kind of stuff. Blaine's going to cover some more of that in a little bit for us. Uh, but if you're interested in, in getting involved with that, hit up Blaine, hit up Tyler, hit up uh, Christian Crossword on the Discord server, and uh, we appreciate the help as always. Uh, do you help with that any, Isaac? Or you just benefit? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I chat. I don't actually get my hands on the documents, but I do provide info in chat sometimes. He is a benefactor of that. Well, we're going to jump right to the housekeeping because we have no previous week to review with you all yet. And uh, the first thing for housekeeping I'm going to talk about again is uh, leagues. The MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues are up and running. If you are a Patreon member, then you also should have been notified today about the new Pro-Rel League that is available. Uh, so... Uh, myself, Ashley, and Blaine are all commissioning one of the three tiers of the leagues this year for the MLS Fantasy Boss Pro Rel League. This has replaced the classic and head-to-head -head MLS Fantasy Boss site leagues. Uh, we have three tiers, the Champions, the Veterans, and the Development League. There are spots for 100 players total, and uh, the first spots were for the Champions League, and those were invite-only to make sure we had a nice, nice, tough topic competition right there. Uh, today, we opened up the, the invites to Patreon supporters first for the Veterans League, and we had 30 spots there. So, Ashley, where are we looking at for uh, how's that league filled up? She is checking that. Uh, once once that league is full, I'm going to post again in the Patreon form, Patreon site first, for anybody else who has not joined the league to be able to join in the Development League, and that has 40 teams, and Blaine's running that one. And once uh, everyone from Patreon has had their shot, or at least once we get to maybe like Wednesday, Thursday at the latest, I'm going to open it up to the community. We're going to advertise it through Discord, and uh, I'm going to have a waiting list as well. So when it goes open to the community, you're going to have to provide me at least with your, your team name and your email so that I can contact you season to season, because that's the goal is to have a group of people that I can just email out and say, hey, we're moving on. Here's the invite to your link. And so it's going to be fun, I hope. But that's how the invites are going. And where are we at, Ashley, in the... 27. 
27. So we're almost full. I'll put out one more call for the Veterans League, and then we'll open up to everybody, like I said, probably Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. So should be a lot of fun. Be on the lookout to that. There will be prizes for the uh, Champions League with our usual gift cards. And then the Division II Veterans and Division III Development League will get scarfs for the winners there. Maybe a hat. We'll find out. Uh, And then, of course, I I didn't mention this last week, I don't think, but the way it's working is The bottom five of the champions will get relegated down to the veterans. Uh, The top five will get relegated, will promote it up. In the Veterans League, the bottom 10 will get knocked down to the Development League, and the top 10 will get knocked up to the Champions League so or the Veterans League. So we're really hoping to have a nice ability to switch back and forth and really progress your way up through through the pyramid. And we'll see how it works. Maybe we'll have more in the future, but that's what we're trying this year. So I hope that's a lot of fun for everybody. Uh, We also have the Discord Head-to-Head League and the Patreon Head-to-Head League. Uh, We have open league versions of both of those as well, but it's the Head-to-Head Leagues that will be prize leagues. This year, the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues will be giving out over $600 worth of prizes, which I know doesn't compare at all to what MLS is doing with with all their prizes, but I think it's pretty darn good for a community-supported podcast, chat, Discord, network that we have going on. So um, really excited to be able to offer that as a, a give back to the community, but it's the Discord head-to-head and the Patreon head-to-head that will also be having the gift card uh, prizes. And then uh, we're also for Patreon members in the, the open league and above doing the scarf drawing, a monthly scarf drawing right there that I'll coordinate with you all for that. So trying to really give back to everybody. If you are interested in joining Patreon, I already mentioned at the top of the show, patreon.com slash MLSFI. Uh, we have a lot of the same swag as well. Sticker is going to bring in new special edition magnets and buttons this year and the custom balls. Head over to that website, find out how you can become a member. Thank you so much to everyone who has already joined and re-upped or changed your, your level. Thank you so much to everyone who is coming with us along for the ride this year. I hope you enjoy and find value in the project. I know it helps us immensely to be able to do things like this and support our podcasting fees and support our hosting fees and just all the stuff that we do to make this, this show and this project possible. Uh, all that is, that's a big mouthful. Um, I know I'm going to have, try to have some other leagues posted as well. I know I sent out one for last word on soccer today. Uh, if I catch the extra time one, I haven't looked very hard yet, but I'll try to send out those. But if you go to the discord channel, there is a, a spot just for, for a league. So head on over there. You can find the discord leagues as well. So, um, it's great. Any, I think special with leagues you guys want to mention before we move on? No, you covered it. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, as is not usual, but probably should be, Blaine, do you want to give us a quick update on uh, suspensions and injuries before we move on into our player chat? Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get to walk into round one without considering this again. Um, there were four carryover suspensions from last year into the start of the season, and I actually think they kind of affect what we've got going on. Alan Franco is out on defense for Atlanta. Rudy Camacho is going to be benched for the first one for Montreal. And Aaron Herrera is missing for RSL. So that's three defenders on teams. And we all know the start of the season can either be no offense or total offense. So missing defenders is always rough. A little bit smaller name, uh, Franco Escobar for LAFC is going to be suspended for the first two games of the season. Um, Red card and extras on top of that. So he will be out for a little bit. And then I know this is not going to be complete, but we do have some 
injury updates already. Uh, Moreno for Atlanta is probably going to miss the first game. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. Not sure what's going on there. I haven't heard full details, but I have heard he is going to be out. Um, Felipe Mora from Portland is out at least six weeks. Um, he had some surgery on his knee. Uh, that's really critical because I've also heard that their other young forward that may have been coming in is going to be missing. So that puts it on Nizgoda as the locked-in starter for the beginning of the season. Um, always good to know when you've got a rotation battle like that going on that some guys are going to be out, so you know who to go with if you want to go there. And then he's listed as Mbaki on the in the game, but it's Mamadou Fall from LAFC. I've also heard rumor that he has picked up an injury and won't be ready to go for the first game. Uh, he was one of those weird defenders that I don't know if people like LAFC this year or not for defense, but he scored a few goals last year, seemed to really get involved in set pieces, and he's a name I think a lot of people like when you're actually, when you're looking there. And so he is going to be out at least, I think, for week, week one, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but watch that one if you're interested in him just because I've heard he's out. But I didn't hear that it was that severe. So we'll have to see on that one. Just keep him in mind. Yeah, a few of our updates in chat. Uh, Ryan's telling us George Campbell will step in for Alan Franco. Um, we've got here that uh, Zuparek and um, Bayala will be out for Portland uh as well hmm. so uh yeah uh keep checking back thanks so much for that update this is exactly what the mega reference is all about for uh this community that's provided by discord uh this information will be added on there so head over to the discord to find out more about that uh it's a in a pinned it's a pinned announcement you can check out uh, i'm going to try to work up maybe some how-to videos this year to help new users find that but the easiest way to join the discord community is head over to mlsfantasyboss.com right in the top bar in the menu bar there is a link to discord uh, and that will take you right there and you can become a member it's free it's fun it's over a thousand members some of the top players in the game like our good friend isaac right here where'd you finish last year isaac 16th 16th uh, that was, was probably a one, rough year one point one point away from a prize position <laughs> oh. it's rough it is yeah. and there's more prizes this year so better chance yeah. for you but yeah. people like isaac are there all the time who are happy to help throw out ideas uh, and if things do get rowdy then that's when you can ping me or one of our mods and, and we'll we'll get onto it but it's it's been a fantastic community and it's been such a pleasure to watch mm -hmm. it grow can i also throw out real quick the champions yeah. of games this week just to i, I think rotation isn't gonna happen opening weekend i mean maybe um but montreal nycfc colorado and the sounders all play during the week which is a shorter turnaround the sounders actually have the shortest turnaround going thursday to sunday um i, I think that might play in a little bit um but it's definitely something to watch especially for injuries but also just to look at lineups and how teams how teams um might run out just in case that makes any changes for the weekend all right well let's start talking about player picks for round one after a quick break hey everyone it's reed are you enjoying the content provided by the mls fantasy insider team then why not consider becoming a supporting patron now i don't want to get too public radio on you but everything we do does have a cost and while blaine ashley i and all of our content contributors consider this a labor of love People like SoundCloud, Adobe, and our swag vendors keep insisting on getting paid. That's where you come in. As a member of our Patreon community, you will help support the efforts we all make to help ensure this is a fantastic fantasy community. 
And in return, I do my best to add a little extra thank you for that support in the form of swag. So if you're interested in helping our fantasy community grow, head on over to patreon.com slash MLSFI right now to start your support this month. Thanks. All right, so our player picks from round one. Uh, didn't put it in, in the rundown. Are there any particular games that you all are, are looking forward to fantasy-wise? Uh, just go ahead and shout them out. I mean, I love I – don't, I don't want to take them all, but I'm going to just say it so we can all agree. D.C. United Charlotte, mm-hmm. Austin FC Cincinnati, FC Dallas Toronto, all in the same half-hour chunk um, just of the three teams I, I expect to look the worst are on the road <laughs> playing – you know two texas team and, and dc united um but those are three games i'm paying close attention to um just for suck factor of the away team yeah that's uh that's a rough one mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it like i'm just yeah. so ready to get back into this totally yeah. Blaine, you, you got any highlights um chat's throwing out um miami and chicago um okay. yeah I think that I think that Chicago on the road is a team we never like. Um, given the, all the turnover, lost some key pieces on defense. Miami seems to be doing a little better in preseason. Maybe I just pretty I don't much know. a new team. Yeah, a lot of yeah. turnover. Yeah, um, and I'm just not looking for a ton of defense in that one myself. So maybe there's goals everywhere. So who knows? Like that yeah. game, that game could be fun. Miami is um, so you, cheap too. I know we'll talk about this later, but they're so yeah. cheap. Everyone is. <laughs> and depending on where Atlanta lands on the injuries, which were numerous when chat started getting in there, there's five or six names on that list. Um, who knows what they're going to be like, but maybe there's not the, the spreading the ball around quite so much. So a guy like Martinez really goes off. Um, Cause he gets everything or you might like sporting against that too, just because if you're missing that much of your core, mm-hmm. you kind of bet against those at times. I mean, I know that's why we're betting against Toronto. They've got some missing players and some injuries already and just some, some weird stuff going on there. So if you, if you want to hedge your bets on against a team that's missing guys, the Atlanta sporting game could be interesting. I'm also looking forward to new England at Portland. Um, Portland is usually such like a lively home atmosphere, especially for a home opener. Their last home game was an MLS cup that they lost. I think there's going to be a lot of energy in that stadium. And for me, the new England revolution was one of the most consistent fantasy teams and MLS teams of last season. Um, And they have very little turnover. Their biggest turnover was Tejan Buchanan, who they replaced with Sebastian Legette. Right. Um, So I'm very interested to see how kind of that plays out. There's a lot of price in that game, I think on both sides. Um, but from a fantasy perspective and then also just a game perspective, I'm, I'm very much paying attention to that one as well. well excellent. Uh, basically, we all came down to where Isaac was at the beginning. All of them. All That's of it. Yep. It was, it was all. <laughs> no, this will be a really great week. I mean, it's great to have some of these games against teams that we think are going to still be bad to see if they really mm-hmm. are bad. But a lot of this first round is going to be a lot of just data collection and just yeah. seeing because we saw preseason. There's only so much you can ever really gain from from that time a little bit you can gain a little bit but uh, this is really when you start to see how it is beginning form is always wild uh, but this is going to be the time when you need to focus on building your team value i know that will be a frequent discussion as we go in today but uh, i don't know if we need to spend the whole first quarter of this fo- focusing on value but at least for the first several games value is going to be something you hear a lot of us talk about if you're new to this show we're going to be hearing that a lot so 
let's just start talking about the players that we are targeting for round one, starting with keepers and defenders. Blaine. So I'm I'm torn right here. Um, this is where I think you got the most chance to value build. And I started it last year and it really, I didn't go with it. I changed my team out and I lost about 2 million in value gain from what my original draft was because I saw some things in the lineups. That was the last time I really tinkered last minute because it burned me so bad. Um, but I had a theory last year and I think I'm going to run with it this year is not really grabbing premium guys for week one, hedging your bets a little bit on the value probably going to load up a little bit more on defense than I normally would because those guys tend to be a little bit safer on the value game, less chances for drops, especially if you avoid the 6.5 million plus guys. And I see some matchups I like here. I see some potential for solid scores from some attacking guys. Um, I'm actually not going to run a keeper, but I am going to have two starting keepers on my team. Um, I'm going with whoever Dallas starts. Um, it's Maurer probably, but, uh, pause, please, whatever you, however you pronounce it. I want to see this. I want to listen to the broadcast to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, uh, whoever starts, they're both 5.5. So it's an easy switch. If one of them doesn't go, that one is kind of a battle. And then I'm liking Stuver as the second guy. He's a little bit more expensive, but I think I've got a starter with a good matchup. Who's not too terribly expensive. Just going to stash him on the bench and hope for a little bit of a price rise. I think spending a little bit of my money in week one that way is going to pay off. Um, there's some other 4.5 keeper or 5.5 keepers that could start that you could look at as well. I think if you're in that range, you're probably safe on getting a price rise as long as they play. So even if you don't like running a keeper in week one, you might stash somebody cheap. If Maurer is not your guy, if the Dallas guy isn't your guy, stash him just for the point gain or the value gain. Um, strategy i'm going with um but i really like dc this week um i have no faith in charlotte's attack at the moment they didn't look good in preseason struggled to find goals and i think you've got two guys that come in at the right price at six million each with nahar and brad smith um, both of them can get forward in the attack both of them should pick up some bonus points they had both had a good average last year um i just i think there's value gain there and a decent potential for points both attacking bonus points and the clean sheet shout i don't think you're going to get burned there i think that's a safe option to go with and i am willing to run with that um i would look at an austin defender once i redo this i i don't know who i want right there and as weird as it is i'm kind of looking at a miami defender just because of how cheap they are and if you can get one of the wingbacks for cheap, I think that's worth it. They've also been running a back five a little bit in preseason, which is interesting to me. I know Shakiri's coming to Chicago. I know they just got Shabilko over there. I just I don't know how fast Chicago's attack is going to gel with some new faces, complete turnover. Um, I don't trust their defense. I don't trust their possession game. So I'm willing to take a flyer on some Miami guys for cheap in week one just to see what happens. I'm struggling to find some of those cheaper starting defenders. And I know Miami's got them. It's a guaranteed place for me to go. Um, but I'm willing to look at some other options as well. Uh, just kind of bouncing around a little bit on my defenders. And it's going to be a game time decision on some of these, seeing who's in and who's out. Um, I know there's some good teams that they're all priced out. And I just, I want to see some of where my money's going. 
But that's kind of what I'm looking at on defense is getting some solid starters in that middle price range and probably doubling up on DC just because that matchup is way too tasty. Ashley, what about you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to echo blend in some of these things. I also like a Dallas keeper. Um, I think it's going to be Maurer. They're the same price. So, you know, it could, it could go either way. Um, for me, if you're going to spend the money on a keeper, I think it's Bill Hamid. Um, I think that DC defenders, you know, have the opportunity for more bonus points, but Hamid at seven, I think is a, is a decent look. Um, I'm not really looking any other place. We talked about this a little bit on the preview. I just hate spending that type of money on keepers at this stage. I want to price build a little bit before I'll, I'll spend that type of money. Um, I also like Andy Nahar for how he gets up the field. Um, this is a new team for Brad Smith. As someone who's watched him in MLS his whole career, I also think that he can get up the field and get those bonus points, but I just don't know. I'm not quite sure how they're using him in their system. Um, I'm not a hundred percent certain that I think he'll start. He should start. Um, but I'm just not familiar with what he's doing over there. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant on that. Steven Birnbaum is a little cheaper as a center back and someone I know will start and who scored in preseason. Um, so I'm kind of floating around between the three of them. I like Cascante at Austin. Um, Austin defenders were shockingly pricey and by pricey, I just mean they were all 6 million, um, <laughs> which is just kind of a, a decent flat rate to get across the board, still stuvering goals, still ring holding down the midfield. Um, no turnover on that awesome back line that did decently well against a lot of good MLS teams last year. Um, home opener against Cincinnati who, you know, we've slept on a lot. I don't know that they're the most consistent garbage out there. So I, you know, I, I hesitate to load, hesitate to load up on the Austin side of things too much, but I still think, Austin at home against Cincy is a good shout defensively or a keeper if you want to go that way as well. Um, and then I'm running something at the moment in this current draft of my fantasy life, running something a little different where I don't currently have a scrub on my field and I have new who's starting now new who's 6.5. And if anyone feels better about themselves in the world right now, it's new who Tolo he's coming off that AFCON. I know they didn't win you know, and they didn't make the final, but he came in as a sub because he was rested from traveling to the Champions League game, literally as though he was on fire, on physical fire. Um, I think that, you know, he had an MLS all-star season last year. Um, Seattle switching back to a back four, which will have him on the left. Um, 6.5 is, is an affordable amount for me to spend. There's, there's probably more consistent um, points in that Seattle back line. And I don't know that I necessarily feel confident in a Seattle shutout. That's why for me, if my bench hits well, um, knew who would become a scrub. And if they don't, I think he's a decent shout last game of the week. Very Homer, but easily my most Homer pick of the night. So don't worry, I'm getting that over with. But um, I just think the form that he's in, he's had more of a preseason than anyone doing yeah. AFCON. Um, and his AFCON performance was amazing. So I, I do kind of like him for that price and where he is in the week. If there was a different schedule, I, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, but where I can fit him in right now as he would turn into my scrub if I needed one, um, I think it is kind of appealing to me. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Isaac, chat is saying that we've had some different takes on Gressel going on in chat, and they say that you're going to address this well, issue. I, so who are you looking at? I I've, I've got the sauce for Gressel. All right. uh, first All right. for keepers, I'll echo whoever starts for Dallas. Uh, I mean, first round of the, the, the season – 
clean sheets are always a crapshoot. So essentially just find the cheapest starters, hope to gain some value, maybe pick guys that are probably going to generate some bonus points. Uh, TFC attack is always okay, even against Dallas. So I think whoever starts for Dallas will probably get some bonus points. Uh, if I'm clean sheet hunting, then probably Hamid. But my worry with Hamid is if, if Charlotte are really that terrible, then there's not going to be a lot of opportunity for bonus points. So if, if DC blow the clean sheet, that's two, three points. That's too much to pay for that. Uh, I'm also looking at Steve Clark now with Houston because from what I can tell, their defense, Houston's defense has gotten better. I mean, it's all relative, but it's better. Mm -hmm. And Real Salt Lake's attack has gotten worse. They lost mm -hmm. one of the best mids in the league and they haven't really done anything to replace him. So where's that creativity coming from? Uh, so that's what I'm looking at for, I guess, your more mid-range keepers. I've got some cheaper ones for later we can talk about. Uh, as far as defenders, Julian Gressel, I think, is an absolute necessity. This is one of the changes I was really hoping for. Uh, even though he's super pricey, don't think of him as a defender. Think of him as a midfielder. If he were the same price but a midfielder, you would have him, and you might captain him against the Charlotte team. Uh, and once I saw he was a defender, I went back to last year's stats and I, I transferred his clean sheet points. He had 10 clean sheet points last season and converted them to the full five points that he would get now as a defender. And he would have been the highest scoring player in fantasy last season with 245 points, nine more points than Hany Mukhtar, who was the highest scorer. So that's, that's why I think Russell is absolutely a must have. He's on all set pieces. He's an attacking threat. He creates chances. Uh, Paul Ariola is not there to get in his way anymore. I, I think there's just... I, I think I'm going to have Gressel more often than I don't this season. Uh, beyond that, I've also found room for Kai Wagner. Uh, now that Montero is not with Philadelphia, he's going to be on the majority of set pieces. I don't know that I see a clean sheet, but he's going to have a lot of attacking bonus point op uh, opportunity. Uh, I'm looking at Steven Moreira, uh, the right back for Columbus. Uh, Vancouver's kryptonite tends to be crosses, and he's really good at that. Uh, I'm looking at potentially some Austin defense. My preferred defender there is Kulmanich, Kul mm -hmm. since he takes uh, a bulk of the corner kicks. Yeah, um, and then uh, just to pair with Steve Clark, I've got Teenage Hadebe, because why not take a 20-year-old named Teenage? <laughs> He's got a high floor. Uh, and I think Houston defense is going to surprise people this year. I do, too. I totally agree with you on Houston. And that's pretty much it for me. I did, I did have fall, but then I heard the injury news. And I'm yeah. like, okay, never mind. <laughs> quick, quick change right there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys covered a lot. Uh, again, for those of you who are new, when we're talking about keepers, but specifically clean sheet hunting is always risky, even though it's that big, big points that you're looking for. Traditionally for keepers, it's been recoveries that have been the deciding factor on who's going to get more points. Otherwise you're just looking for someone who plays the biggest point bonus point section for keepers when what is statistically significant is just starting. So getting those mm -hmm. two points for just being there reliably is, is what you want. And then if they're getting a lot of recoveries, that's what's going to help you set them apart after that. But blocking shots, blocking PKs, clean sheets, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is just so random. It's really hard to hunt for that. Uh, even when you have these like garbage teams as well, something – yeah. tends to sneak in and you just you just can't control that um i think you guys have covered pretty much everyone i had on my list gressel was the first player i added uh to my mm. team uh just because Same. uh the struggles that that we've <laughs> we've been seeing and just the success of him and he is i know we had the the question in chat again yes he is playing out of position 
um, from what we can tell. I mean, he, he could even be playing a defender though, but he's, he's still going to be making those runs and getting up yeah. there that he, he has that quality. So in, in preseason, um, they played him as a mid, like how, how their lineup is structuring. He's playing as a, as a midfielder. Um, so, I mean, I, I, it would shock me to see his point production differ um, mm-hmm. if he's playing in that role. Um, it's just a, it's just an expensive price to, to pay at the start of the season. But yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna produce the points you know, I justify the cost by thinking I get a sixth midfielder now sure. at the expense <laughs> of, a, of, a, yeah. of a fifth defender. Sure. Yeah. That, Hey, it makes sense to me. Uh, I'm just going to look through uh, real quick. You can go into the, the MLS game and you, while we do have some expanded stats, about players we don't have a lot of expanded stats for what you can sort by but head over to the game you can still sort by current ownership percentage and uh we're seeing walker zimmerman right there at the top not sure i'd be going i don't think is that a rollover is he on your team from last year with that maybe these are people who have auto completed their team uh but we got drew moore gressel number three overall picks uh, of teams 11.9 percent of teams after that gutman 11.2 uh quality right there as well down in atlanta and then we have uh robinson and lennon not so sure about lennon so be check check yourself about that one as well um but yeah you can go and sort by that and you can see some of the players that are being picked if you see some people who are really really low like you'll see uh marie here from from san jose who's up there he's 4.0 from la for Kronos. exactly yeah, yeah he is well those guys are being used as scrubs they're being used as players who can be going to your bench or who can be on your field and swap out with a player on your bench so don't get confused and thinking oh here's here's a 4.0 guy who's going to play and start and be amazing probably not probably not but uh, i think you guys did an excellent job of uh of covering the defenders and thanks for the houston tip i hadn't been mm-hmm. keeping a super close eye on them good to mm-hmm. good to know let's move on to midfielders ashley yeah um this this was a lot of my um kind of swapping around for me uh in, in my draft of teams this week um the first midfielder i added was flores from dc um, I went back and forth about, do I want a budget midfielder from DC? Cause I think they'll play. Um, but I really think I just want him. He's, he's had a good amount of goals. I think he's had like three and four, three and three in preseason. Um, I think he's probably the best offensive option for DC in that game. So super sure what the striker situation is going to look like. It's like, Ola Kamara is going to play. Um, doesn't sound like he might even be with DC for much longer. Um, I don't have a, a ton of confidence in the rest of their strikers. So I'm kind of looking um, at, at their midfielders. And then as, as Blaine also said, I, I think if you're going to double DC defense, it's a good place to do that this week um, with what Charlotte is unlikely to produce. Um, <laughs> I'm also looking at Zilla Ryan. I know uh, I think you'll hear his name come out of both Isaac and Blaine's mouth as well um, for a couple different reasons. Um I like them at home. I like him for what he can do. And we'll talk about this throughout the season. Um, As a point production player, he takes a lot of free kicks. He takes a lot of corner kicks. He takes a lot of penalty kicks. Um, He has an opportunity to earn more points in the role that he plays for that team. Um, I'm not super sure. I saw something today that, that Giossi might not be starting, that it might be Barry um, for a reason I I didn't see. Um, That kind of impacts what I, what I might do. Um, 
but still Zilla is the type of midfielder who will carry a team. Vancouver's done a lot of building of their team, like a lot of building, but it's still a road game. And I'm still not sure that I can buy into their improvement. Um, so Zella is a player that for me was a, was an easy, quick add. Um, I'm also looking at uh, Druissy from Austin. He's expensive. And I just got done rolling my eyes at Isaac for saying Russell, who's half a million less than he is. Um, he's 9.0 for Austin, but he also takes some free kicks for them. He also takes their penalty kicks. Um, that's an investment. I think I'm willing to make, I think there are some cheaper options in their midfield with Fagundes um, and, a, and a couple others. I think who's the, I hate him so much. Dominguez. Is that the guy that drives me nuts? Yeah. yeah. Um, he is cheaper at seven and a half as well. Um, that might be a place that I cut the budget later, but I do really like um, an Austin midi this week. And then the last one I'm going to say that I, that I don't particularly think anyone else is. Um, I don't know if it's smart or stupid. I don't think I picked this player up in all of fantasy last year, but that player is Kellen Acosta. Hear me out. The reason I'm looking at Kellen Acosta this week is by the scheme of starting midfielders, he's cheap. He's had a great preseason, if you will, with the men's national team. And he's playing in a new city against his old team, who he is pissed as hell at for trading him in the way that they did. I mean, like openly pissed, not even trying to hide how mad he was with how they handled that. If there is ever a player who wants to do well, uh, despite his situation week one, I think it's Kellen Acosta. Now he hasn't always played in the roles for Colorado that would make him like an enticing fantasy choice. Um, And I'm not super sure how I see him fitting from a fantasy point production stance in at LAFC. I don't know if he's going to take more of the old Mark Anthony K role. I don't know if they're going to try to make him be um, more. Oh my gosh. I can see his face. He just left. Help me, Isaac. Atuesta. Um, I don't know if he's going to take on more of the Atuesta role. Um, I'm just not sure that one might be a little lineup dependent for me, but just when I was going through fantasy and looking at the matchups and who was where, that just jumped out at me as kind of a, a gut pick with a little of data to back it up. But um, I consider that a little differential. I, I understand that people are like, Kellen Ocasta sucks at fantasy. Why would you do that? He's 7.0 for a reason. I get it. Um, but for me, that was just a, a matchup situation that I thought um, was kind of enticing. And like I said, I, I might swap that out lineup dependent. Um, but it's, it's one that I added to, to this current draft, um, of my team as well. Nice. You're getting a lot of love right there in, uh, in chat for your Kalana Costa pick. I'm just saying. I like it. I do. I like I don't a know hate story. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you will. Do it. Oh, who do you like it? I like the pick. <laughs> who do you like, Isaac? Uh, I'll echo Zilla Rayon. Uh, he was the second person in my list and it was yeah. the only one of the two that hasn't left it. Uh, but it's actually Pedro Santos that takes penalties for Columbus, which is surprising. At least it was last year. It is, yeah. You would think yeah. Zellerion does everything else, but Pedro Santos takes He took penalties. one in preseason. That was where I was. I was no, so Zell is the number two PK taker, and mm-hmm. Santos was injured so much last year. We saw Zella take a lot. Yeah. But Thank Santos you. That's probably is why. the PK taker if he is healthy and on the field. Yeah, and he's been starting uh, defensively yes. for them a lot, so – left back seems pretty clear he's probably going to start a left back because yeah. their their two signed left backs are like 19 years old in college yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I actually don't hate Pedro Santos at that position because mm -hmm. Vancouver last year was, they allowed a lot of crosses into the penalty. So I think there's a lot of good attacking opportunity for Pedro mm -hmm. Santos. And the times he's played there before last season, he did yeah. rack up a ton of bonus points. A ton of uh, point production in that role. I'm also looking at whoever starts on the wings for Austin. Cincinnati, just in fantasy terms, whoever, like the wingers on the attacking team against them always seem to feast. You look like Randall Leal in Medina last year. Uh, so I'm looking at Diego Fagundes. He's been starting on the right wing uh, the end of last season and in, in preseason. He also seems to, uh, he has a, a decent floor with bonus points. Uh, and I'm also looking at Cecilio, Cecilio Dominguez, like you mentioned before, mm -hmm. uh, which I think last year he took the penalties for Austin. I don't know if it's Drew UC. Again, I'm looking at what preseason was and Drew UC took two in preseason. Oh, that's true. Gotcha. So. So that, they might, that might be changing. I don't know. That mm -hmm. could be a cause for concern. That might be a bench play then. Dominguez also uh, dropped also, a lot in points. So that makes me wonder if his role has shifted a little in fantasy points. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a, he was a forward last season. He's mm -hmm. a mid now. Mm -hmm. And he's cheaper um, than he was before. Too. But he's, he's definitely going to be a boom bust player. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm also looking at Mauricio Pereira for Orlando. Now that Nani's gone, Chris Mueller's gone. He's essentially going to be their key playmaker. Should be on most set pieces. My only concern is he seems injury prone and tends to get subbed out early. Mm -hmm. uh, and for 9 million, that's a big risk. Uh, I'm also looking at Jimmy Chara, who's essentially Portland's playmaker now. He's on a, the yeah. corners. Uh, and the New England Revolution, while they were a very good team, they weren't that great on the road in terms of defense. They allowed two goals more often than they didn't. I think it was something like 24 goals allowed in 17 road games. So I think there's goals to be had for Portland. And Jimmy was a pretty consistent fantasy a guy last season. And then for potential switches, I'm looking at Gazdag for Philadelphia. He should be in the 10 spot. Like, like there could be some goals there. And there's a newcomer. I'm, I'm thinking about rolling some dice on with Facundo Torres in Orlando. He's been connecting really well in preseason. I just have one of those fantasy feelings. Could be, could be a guy, but that's a bench play at best. Yeah. And Orlando switched up a lot of their attack with, yeah. uh, with DK leaving and Nani leaving and everyone just turning over. So it's, it's definitely a, a new look down there. Blaine. Yeah. You guys have covered almost all of them. Um, Zella was one of those guys that I, I really mm -hmm. liked. Just, I think the matchup's good. I do think Vancouver is going to be better this year. I just think it's going to take them a little bit of time to hit their groove. I think the attack is going to be really good. Um, just with Gold there. Um, I can't take Gold against the Columbus defense. I want to in week one, but I can't take him against Columbus defense on the road. Um, uh, but I think I think this is the week you can really pick against Vancouver a little bit. But once their defense solidifies, you'll be fine. Um, I also like Flores from D.C. I think that's your, your number one guy to go to in that midfield for just a safe point total. Um, guy we're not talking about, and I was picking against uh, TFC a little bit, is Areola. Hmm. I know it's first game with the new team. I know people are worried about it. Uh, but I like the way this team's built. I think he's got the potential to do a lot of damage off the wing. I think this team is built to cross, and that's what he loves to do. Um, whether it's O'Brien or Hara up top, he can connect with those guys. Um, I, I think there's going to be potential for points there. I don't think he's priced out of being in a team in week one. I don't think you're paying that real premium price to where you got to worry too much about a price drop. If he was nine, nine or higher, I probably wouldn't take him, but I think he's priced in where you want him. Do you want to touch real quick while you're saying that on the Toronto defensive situation, just yeah. so people understand why we're referencing yeah, this so Dallas offense. 
Older Goler was kind enough to tell us what was going on. Um, Aro is on loan out of the team this season, all season long. So that was one of the names I was looking at. Kamar Lawrence has not shown up yet. I don't know if it's COVID travel restrictions and family issues that are keeping him out. Like it, it's not that he has done anything specifically. I think it's the difference between trying to get back and forth from Canada for his family that is too much of a headache. So I believe he is trying to force a transfer or just going to sit out the season in the best interest of his family life. And so Toronto takes those two guys out in the, in the system that leaves Toronto with four listed defenders. Yeah. Toronto is decimated on defense. Um, Pozuelo is a guy that we like, but Mm -hmm. how much can this midfield do with, Pozuelo, Bradley, Delgado, and Osorio. And actually, maybe didn't Delgado move? Yeah, yeah. Delgado's in the Galaxy. Galaxy. That's what I'm saying. It's like you've got Pozuelo, Osorio, and Bradley as our names, and then a cheap options that we don't know what they're going to do for them. Mm-hmm. And then they lost Josie. I mean, it's just this team is so thin right now, and I don't see where all the playmaking is going to come from. Yeah. For as much as we love Pozuelo, if he's the only guy, and I know Osorio can be another one of those guys for him, but he is so streaky. Yeah. If Pasuelo's the only guy, you can focus him with two defenders. Like yeah. you can focus him down and sh- try to shut him down. And if you shut him down, I think you shut down the entire team. Well, and that lack of listed defenders too. I mean, it's just it's really hard not to want to bet against them when you mm-hmm. when your best defensive midfield contribution is is Michael Bradley, who historically, yes, is a fantastic defensive midfielder. But in current form, with no one to help him, you know, you're looking at academy kids or, you know, waiver signings or something for week one. Dallas is a pretty well put together team, at the, you know, at least offensively. Um, they tend to produce points from all over the place. And so, you know, it's really hard not to look at that midfield um, for, for this matchup just due to what, what we're talking about with these two yeah. defenders being gone or out or moved or whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is, to me, this is half an MLS team right now. Sure. I just, mm-hmm. I, I have an MLS team and we're talking about the, we talked last week about the Charlotte coach saying he had no hope for this season because he didn't have enough players. And I honestly think Toronto's roster, while they have more experience, is in a worse spot than Charlotte is at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and, more and that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. So I'm willing to bet against them, and I think Ariel is a guy to go with this week from Dallas. Uh, I I would almost put him up there as a must own because Toronto is that bad, and, and it's just it, it it's weird on that one. And then I'm torn on my my last pick is Austin. Like I'm torn on the Austin pick. Um, part of me says go with Fagundes. He's played well. He played I think every game last year, almost every game last year. Gonna- yeah. He's been a yeah. captain in preseason often yeah. as well. Yeah, like Fagundes is a guy that at his price, we have to keep an eye on all season mm-hmm. long. But given that it's Cincinnati, given the way this game goes, I'm not sure I can take Fagundes over Ring. I just, I like the way Ring plays. I think Ring is a safer option for week one. I think mm-hmm. even though he's more expensive, I, I just think he's a safer pick all the way around. You know, he does take a few set pieces. Now I know Austin's got Dominguez who takes most of the corners He's got some other guys that takes penalties. I don't know if Ring takes the direct shots on goal from the free kick situation. 
but he gets it's on only a few direct of, free kicks. It's, yeah. it's defensive free kicks. He doesn't really yeah. take free kicks in the attacking half. Yeah, yeah. but he gets. And on he's some, also coming up the middle of the field too. Yeah, yeah just, that's true. Just, but I've been hearing some rumor that in preseason he was making some of those second runs, and they yeah. were and guys were finding him. Mm-hmm. And anytime I get a defensive midfielder that's willing to make those second runs, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Michael Bradley in his heyday. We trusted mm-hmm. him to get forward in the attack. We knew he was doing more than a defensive midfielder could. Yeah. Ring's just kind of in that role. And I, I just I don't know if I can take Fagundes over Ring this week. Sure. And then I know Chat's been on him. I've got him on my bench as just a placeholder for value gain. And that's a Spria from Portland. Yeah, I have him in my budget section as well, for sure. People are going, how is he listed at 5.5? His stats last know. season were not that great. He just came on so strong at the end of the season. We've got recency bias working in his favor sure if he can catch that same form he had last year Mm -hmm. which was the form without valeri with blanco hit and miss if he can catch that same form with this team he is going to be one of those guys that we are going to lock in our lineup for about the next four weeks whether he might just be on the bench and he's just going to take off and then we'll see where he ends up and what we can do and if he's still firing like that we're going to keep an eye on him so are you are you starting him though, or are you looking no, at him I've as got a bench him on my player? Bench right okay. now? Okay. Um, I just wanted to talk you just, down if that's where you were. Yeah, no, I can't I can't start him just because no. I don't know what he's gonna do. And I do respect the New England defense even on the road that much. Yeah, I'm Matt Turner. Yeah. I mean and Matt Turner on his what farewell tour. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> send off send off tour, I think. Yeah, is what send we off call tour. It. Yeah. Um I can't do it, but I've I've got to have a three on the bench. Five point five for a starter yeah. is too much. If he scores a goal, great. If he doesn't score a goal, I'm getting half a million off of him anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll take it. Yeah. Shall we Shall we head into the uh, the goal scoring and lack of bonus point producing strikers that we all love? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isaac, it. who you got? Okay. So uh, first on my list, I've got Jesus Ferreira. Um, yeah, he was probably the third person in my lineup, but I'm, I'm a little bit worried because in preseason, he's been playing as the number nine striker. I don't know if Har is injured. I think I heard something about that. And with Pax and Pomacal coming back into the mix, I, I think they've been running like a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 with Jesus right there uh, in the top. So that could limit his fantasy production. But I do know he took a penalty and was taking direct free kicks in preseason. So there's still probably a decent floor there. Uh, I initially was joking around about putting Gonzalo Higuain on my team in the chat a few days ago. But the more I looked at it, the more I thought, you know what? Chicago historically is terrible on the road. But my initial thought was, it's a whole new team. Who's going to provide the service? Gonzo can't do it all by himself. But then I looked at their their stats last season, and yes, Gonzo pretty much did it all by himself. So I think there's there's goals to be had in that game, and I think if it's coming from anywhere, Gonzo's going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm looking at spending up, Luis Arushu for Atlanta, but I I don't know if I'm going to go on board with Atlanta this week just because they've got all that injury concern. Um, where's the creativity going to come from? Yep. Uh, but it was really because, uh, Blaine, maybe you can answer this. Who is Sporting Kansas's left back right now? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's <laughs> exactly. Um, Nadebi, whatever you, however you pronounce it, uh, he is lightning fast, loves to get forward, loves to press up. He's not very, he's not as good defensively. He's just, mm-hmm. so if you're, if you see him in there, I would be willing to bet against him going down that yeah. right-hand side of the attack. And that's a Ruju. That's his spot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's Sweat, Sweat's technically sound. He's solid defensively. Sure. He doesn't push up quite as much. Um, Vermes has on record saying it's a 50 50 toss up. 
he's both of those guys are on the same level. Sweat's got a little bit more experience, a little bit more defensive. I could see those guys rotating. And against Aruhu, Aruju on that flank, I fully expect Sweat to start game one because we need that, okay. that defensive side against well, an attacker like that. Now, you but put I may not be willing to, to wait to find out yeah, and just kind of yeah, that, that That's idea. the other question. Yeah. Can you wait? And if it's not him, who do you roll back to? Yeah, I mean, and it's, there's I'm, I'm probably starting. I'm probably going to start either Jesus Ferreira or Gonzalo Higuain, my, my yeah. starting striker. But for How bench strikers, he's nine million. Okay. So a little spendy, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's Chicago. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I'm, but I'm for, for potential bench forwards and strikers, I'm looking at Nizgoda since Moore has been ruled out. He's he's almost guaranteed to start. He's seven million. That's a bargain for him. I'm looking at Carranza for Philadelphia because all of their other strikers are potentially going to be missing. Uh, Yuri, I believe, has visa issues. Uh, Sergio Santos uh, picked up a knock. And I think Burke is still in Jamaica with these issues as well. So it might just be Carranza up top. And then as a late potential fallback, either Fafa Pico or Darwin Quintero if he starts. Just because it's, I mean, Houston attack is yeah. always pretty formidable. But what has RSL done to improve? I haven't seen anything. Yeah, unless we so missed it. Houston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And those oh, yeah. are real budget for Ayers, what, eight, eight and a half? And, and Fafa's, or Fafa's eight, I think. Uh, and Darwin's nine. nine. Okay. And these go to seven, Karan's a seven and a half, and then I think Fafa is seven, and Darwin Quintero is seven. Sorry, I meant the Houston's Ferreira. Oh. Because they have one, know. too. They do. Seba. Seba <laughs> Ferreira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's, that's a cheap. 8. 5. Yeah, those are some 8. cheap. 5. Yeah. Like well, it. I'm back. Thanks for uh, continuing on. Ashley, yeah. is it your turn? It is. It sure is. Um, I also think that Ferrer of FC Dallas, um, I don't want to call him a must own, but like Isaac said, he was also, I think, like third or fourth on my team. I'm um, just looking at the matchups um, and looking at who I thought would produce. I also saw that he was kind of shifting positions um, from what we saw him in last year and what he was doing in preseason. Uh, but I still... I, I still think that he's someone um, that, that's kind of a must have for me and my team this week. Um, I'm also going to say a name that I'm a little surprised no one else said, even though I know that they're kind of undergoing a rebuild and that's Chicho Arango for LAFC who almost won the golden boot with half a season played. I just don't know how we can overlook it. I, you know, I, I, I'm very unsure about LAFC as a team coming into this season, both, from a fantasy perspective and then, you know, as a team, but he almost, I couldn't say it. I have to say it again. He almost won the golden boot with half mm -hmm. a season played. Like that is a goal scorer. Um, new I've coach. Got two reasons. Give him to me. Cause I want to hear it. Two I reasons just, why I don't not. know how I can't take him. Uh, first reason, uh, seven of those goals were penalties. I don't expect him to take those if fellas on the field. Sure. And yep. second, he's too expensive for me to take against Colorado, whose number one strength is defense. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the only two reasons I'm staying away. Otherwise, if it were any other team, he'd be the yeah. first one on my team. He'd be a lock for sure. If this was week two, I'd feel the same way that you do about Colorado defense. But I am, call, call me a romantic. I love a home opener. Uh, I love a home opener for the first big time since COVID, um, you know, restrictions lifted, plenty of fans, all of these things. It's not a political statement. It's just, it's a different environment. Um, uh -huh. And having been in that LAFC stadium, I, I just have a vibe about him there for that game. I agree with you. How does Vela take away from his production? 
without a Twesta in the midfield, what, how does, you know, how does he get, get his goals and get into position. But when you watched him last year, even with the penalties, mm-hmm. he was just a, a, a magical goal scorer in such a quick amount mm-hmm. of time. And you know what I mean? With a team that was so depleted really. Um, so I don't know, I guess I kind of look at him as like, well, if he can do it in the back half of last year, why can't he do it <laughs> in week one against Colorado? But, but yes, those two reasons to not take him are almost rock solid in my opinion, but look, like I said, looking at the matchups, looking at what his production was, I just think I have to roll the dice with him. He is expensive. I think he's probably, he is, he's my most expensive player. Um, and you know, like, like I just said, the reasons you just said to not take him, those make sense to me, but, um, he's kind of a gut pick for me this week. And again, call me a romantic, but just LAFC full stadium, um, with the, with the role that he was on, I, I think that he, you know, is someone I, I have to look at. Um, I also, this is, I'm going to bleed into kind of my value targets a tiny bit. Don't yell me read, but I also think Nisgoda is a good striker option this week. I think that the new England defense is solid, even on the road, but in Portland with everybody else hurt at that price, he should see a price rise of seven. Um, and I'm also kind of considering Maxia Rudy. I don't know how he's going to fit into this team. I'm not even hundred percent sure if I think he's going to start. If he does, I think as a bench player, again, also at seven, um, a Rudy might be a really good look at home. Um, so I'm kind of going back and forth with that third striker spot for me. I'm definitely not going to two scrub it. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out my third striker for me. I know Reed and I kind of do this similarly because we don't love strikers. My third striker is almost always on my bench. Um, so it's someone I don't really want to spend a ton of money on. It was Jordan Morris at one point today. And I walked that back because he's eight and a half and he's the last game of the week. And I don't feel crazy confident about it, but um, that's someone that I don't want to spend honestly more than seven or seven and a half. And so those two guys are, are looking to probably take up, um, my final spot there for strikers on my bench. Yeah. Well, you just, you stole one of mine. Um, in my, sorry, no, no, you're good. In my first draft, I had a Rudy as my starting forward. And then the other two guys on the bench, and I just haven't rotated that out yet. Okay. Um, but I, I like Arudi at seven million against Cincinnati. Um, if he starts, and I'm expecting him to start, I just I'm always a little nervous when I see guys like that. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he should be a starter in MLS wherever he goes, but he always seems to underperform to a degree and but makes still you wonder score if he goals, be. right? Yeah. Like he underperforms, but he still scores goals. He just misses ones he shouldn't miss. That's yeah. a real problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he hit every goal he should hit. Sure. Talking yeah. about a different player, but yeah. um, no, I just given the matchup, it's it's too hard not to take him week one. Yeah. Um, and then I've also got Jesus Ferreira from Dallas on my team. Um, whether he's playing up top with the supporting cast he's got, or he's playing a little bit more reserved, I think he's gonna most of the season he's gonna be a forward playing as a ten, picking up bonus points, and those are invaluable in this game. If you can get a forward that's picking up three, four, five bonus points a game, um, that makes up for not scoring a goal right there. Um, and you're going to take forwards that you expect to score a goal. We've done it with Vela before. They're going to give you a two or a three. If you're getting those two or three extra bonus points, uh, you've made up for it right away. Um, I don't see how you can't take a guy like that. And at $9 million, he's worth it. And against Toronto, I think he's got to be a must-own this week. I just do. Um and I'm not totally sold on forwards. I'm probably going to scrub my third one out 
just because I think there's a little bit too much fluctuation and I don't see too many sure options. And I think the safety points from defense is going to pay off more in the long run. I'm struggling to find goal scoring forwards at the cheaper prices that I want to bring in. I was trying to stay under the high price guys because if you don't score, you're probably losing money. If you take a 9 million guy, um, I just I don't want to risk that in week one. That's part of this new strategy I'm trying out. So I'm going to stick to that pretty hard. Um, I the only other guy I've had on my list is Abobasi for San Jose. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Red Bull's going to look like. Uh, they just lost Gutman. I think they lost one more defender. They lost Duncan. Um, I Red Bulls are not a team that I'm expecting to be quite as bad as they were, and they've always been pretty solid defensively. But then you throw Montiero into San Jose. You throw a few extra pieces around. You've got Abobasi and Cade Cowell both there, which if Abobasi doesn't start, you could easily slot Cade Cowell in as your replacement. If you get to that point, you don't have another option. But I just I think Abobasi in this team with the pieces around him is going to have a good year. Week one maybe a little too soon, but we've got Red Bulls that had no midfield last year that now has a new guy. Uh, Luke is what I'm going to call him, L-U-Q. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that full name until I hear it on a broadcast. <laughs> and then they got Lewis Morgan, who had one great season and then underperformed from then on. So I just I don't know what to expect from Red Bulls. And I think San Jose is going to be fired up to start the season. So maybe a Bobasi gets in there, but I'm probably just going to scrub that spot out. I have two questions. Okay. One, no Klamala, most looked at striker in the East. Two. I'm quoting you. This isn't how I feel. Two, no Ryan Haunted, best left back in the league. I'm just saying, uh, walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk, Blaine. <laughs> neither, of them, neither of them in your team. Yeah, I love Klamala. Wait for the home game. Okay. Um, I'll take yeah. that. All the way across the country, San Jose Shore. Hollingshead, home game. Yeah, Hollingshead, I don't know if he's going to start right away. Okay. I've been hearing some rumor that he may not be starting. That's why I can't shout yeah, I don't him out. I think he's going to either. But and in my Maybe. defense, it was best left back over the last four seasons. This yeah. Season. And, and so sure, season five starting. maybe not. And I want to see. I want to see if Hollingshead can work his way up to more of a winger role, or yeah. play in the midfield, play out wide. I don't know that he's going to be a left back this year, which is huge for them. But I think it's going to take him just a little bit more time to get adjusted to playing in LA. Yeah. And given that it's Colorado, I don't expect Hollingshead to start week one. I expect them to go with the guy who played with them last year, has a little bit more chemistry with this team because Colorado's defense is that good. Mm-hmm. All right, a few names have been thrown out in chat just to make sure we get some conversation. Uh, I'll just call it one of you all, make an answer if you don't. If anybody else wants to chime in, go ahead. Uh, Ashley, Chicharito. Chicharito's had a great preseason. I, I mean, he's he's a tough one for me. I could, I could see it. I could definitely see picking him up week one, you know, the hot start he had last year. NYCFC is coming off a championship season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a little bit of turnaround, but not a ton. Um, the galaxy is a team that the past two years has taught us not necessarily to bet on in fantasy. Um, but Chicharito, when he's healthy and he's playing and he has the guys around him, he produces the points. I, I would consider him a sneaky pick for week one. I don't know if he's one that I'm willing to make, but I tip my hat metaphorically and physically to anyone who'd pick him up this week for sure. Uh, Ashley, plus you've got... Oh, uh, on the Chicharito talk, you were the one that said 
he has a good year and then a bad year. Given the injuries yeah. last year, was last year's good year? Even though it said, I think last year's a wash, right? I think he had a great year and then he was hurt. So I, 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 last year's is hard to kind of kind of look at that. I, what I said last year was when he has a bad year, he goes off the next year. It wasn't like an alternating thing. Chicharito historically, when he does poorly, he does very well the next season. So I don't think he did poorly last year. I mean, you know, he seventeen goals. Yeah. So. So is this the is this down year then? I'm not ever saying he has a down year after a good year. That's that's not what I've said at all. I said after a bad year, he has a good year. It's not like he flips a coin every season and then you know lands on either way. I I think that he would be a good pick this week. Like I said, I just don't know if I'm willing to. to I don't I don't think so. Not this week. Well, for me, Cayenne's and Chanel have probably been the best center back pairing yeah. in the league for the last four years, mm-hmm. and they're running hot off of CCL. They're they're mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I don't know if this is a brag or or not, but I got the 16th place last year, and I never had Chicharito on my team. <laughs> I know, I remember this about you. What a it became it, a point of pride. Like I will never take him just on principle. So is it? Why. Do you guys know? And I'm trying to look it up. Why is it? Does he tra- do this? NYCFC travel though. Uh, their no, second leg the is bank. at home, but it is at the Bank of California, yeah. so, so they're not case, really traveling. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say if they have to go to Mexico or somewhere oh, in yeah. Central America, then maybe, but no, not in that case. Blaine, do you I know don't see enough upside to pay for Chicharito? Blaine, do you know anything about uh, Mikhail down in Orlando? Um, say that name again, Michael, <laughs> Michelle, Michelle, no. Michael. Oh, Michelle, Benji, Benji, Michelle. Um, is it? Did he get moved to forward this year? Yep. Um, not sure. He guy, yes. He was a guy I was I looking so. for. I was looking at in draft. Um, sneaky pick. Um, watch your matchups with him. Make sure he starts because I think there is a little bit of a rotation risk. But I look at their forward lineup and I don't see many guys from the forwards playing out wide. Um, I don't know that too many of their midfielders are going to play out wide. He's starting off at six million this year, which I think is definitely switcheroo week one caliber mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, I want to see what he can do. I think he's got an incredibly high ceiling for what any of the players down in Orlando. I think he's got one of the highest ceilings behind probably Pereira. But didn't and... they sign Kara? Isn't he? There wasn't he like a signing, right? So in front of Benji Michel, theoretically, is Healthy Pato, Vanderwater, and Tesho. And so does he? Does he get in above the, the rest and of those I don't... guys? I don't see Tesho playing out wide. I think Kara no. may be supposed to be the center forward, which isn't going to interfere I, with Michelle. Um, Pato's the one I'm worried about, but Pato. Can he play? Is he ready to play? Is it, I don't know that I, he's. I don't know. I, I, that's why I say, I, I say watch Michelle. If he's starting. Yeah. I would consider him as one of those sneaky forward bench plays this week. Yeah, if he's, he's six. He's six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got an incredibly right. high feeling. And if he really fits in with this team and they gel without Nani, if Pereira comes into the midfield and really starts bossing the game the right way, I think Michelle is a guy that can benefit from a little bit of change in character or change in cast around him. I think his ceiling is he's closer to an eight or 9 million starting price point player. If things go well, I think that's his ceiling. Now he may middle out about a seven point seven million starting price point player. I think he's a little undervalued if he's going to start right now, but I just I don't know what to say about him because I want to see more of what happens and I don't know that he's going to be a long term starter. But yeah, if he starts, uh, definitely yeah. worth a shout. 
I think we'll see Michelle and Vanderwater kind of swap in and out. Uh, Oscar Pereja loves to tinker with his lineup, so it's really hard to predict who's going to be starting where sometimes. Yeah. I think, what about Cowell? Cavill. Cowell? Uh, Cowell. Kate Cowell. Cowell. Kate Cowell. Oh, Kate Cowell? Cowell. Uh, he's been playing left wing back in preseason. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had a hat trick in one of the games. I don't know. Like San Jose is. Somehow, at the same time, they seem very improved across the board, mm-hmm. but also like a complete, just giant question mark. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Um, they brought in Montero, which is a big get. If he plays yeah. at the ten, I think their attack is going to be lights out. If they play him as more of a six or an eight, then I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. A waste of money, probably, uh, to do that. It, but my one of my fantasy rules that I've developed over the last few years is never bet on or bet against San Jose. Same. You'll do exactly the opposite <laughs> of what you're expecting. Yep. That's it. Well, you guys have mentioned a lot of high-priced players, and I know that I have had a few versions of, of teams that I've been minus 0.5, minus 1, and I've just had to completely start retinkering things again. Let's hit up some value players before we talk captains. All right. Ashley. Yeah, I, we all kind of already mentioned him. Espria for Portland is 5.5. He's a midfielder. I expect him to start. Um, that's, you know, a, an attacking minded midfielder. I think you see a price rise with him. And when we're looking at value targets, it's not, are they going to score a bunch of points? It's, are they going to improve in value to add value to your team? That's what you're looking for. Right. Um, Tommy Thompson, again, for San Jose is five as a defender. Um, he does tend to contribute offensively when he starts, they've restructured. I'm not sure he will, if he does at that price, I think he's worth looking at. Um, as they're playing a Red Bull team. I'm just, I'm not quite sure where those goals are going to come from. Um, Griffin Yao is a 6.0 midfielder for DC. We also talk about DC a lot um, and how, you know, we expect, I expect them to be against Charlotte. Um, Russell Knauss, who should also start for them, is also 5.5. Those are some really good budget midfielders um, for me. And I know that's just one team, but I, I still think that there could be points and price rise there. Um, and Blaine touched on this earlier, but just kind of the whole Miami defense. Um, Chicago's kind of a wild card, both in a good and bad way. Miami defense is super cheap. Um, that's a kind of a look at that lineup for me, though. Um, obviously, I only ever picked Breck Shea. Is he going to start? I don't know. Um, Leardom is someone that you want to go to. I think that we've all learned that current Leardom, or sorry, not Leardom, Jovan Jones, um, that Jovan has really fallen off since he got to Miami, both in playing time and fantasy point production. Um, that's a name we're used to wanting to pick, but I don't think that's one you can pick anymore. Um, Kieran Gibbs is an interesting one for me. Um, Tony Alfaro, I think that uh, DeAndre Yedlin's not ready, and I'm interested and cautiously optimistic for how he could come into the fantasy game. Um, my bar for Miami as a team is low, but DeAndre, I think, could be a really fun uh, fantasy point producer once he gets into a rhythm with that team so those are those are kind of my my cheaper I'll, I'll do one last homer i'll start with a homer and end with a homer pick uh kellen rose listed at six depending on what seattle puts out as a lineup um wow. and how ccl goes on thursday he could play he started in their away champions league game because knew who had traveled for afcon um but he started as a left back and he was just terrible but he played. I mean, he would get minutes. He should get a price rise based on the production he had in that game. Um, so I anticipate seeing him come in, whether he starts, it's another thing. Um, but that's something, it's the last game of the week. So make that a bench pick, if anything. 
Blaine. Yeah, I covered a lot of mine because I am looking <laughs> at some of the cheaper options like Espria 5.5, Baruti is 7. Um, I like Stuver at 6 as a goalkeeper just to go get a price rise from him. Um, the interesting one, uh, one of them that got pointed out to me earlier is Campbell for Atlanta. He's going to be starting in place of Alan Franco. He's cheap. I don't know. I don't know if you take him against Sporting's attack coming in with how many people they're going to be missing in Atlanta, but um, he's a cheap starter. So you got to, you kind of got to throw him out there. Um, any of the non-premium Austin mids come up to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, they got a bunch of seven, 7.5. I think you can make any of them fit. Just pick your poison on that one. A uh, name I've seen in chat a little bit and was also pointed out to me. They're calling him, I think, Clippy Keller. Um, he's uh, an Austin defender at 4.5. Uh, should be starting. Um, anytime you can get a starting defender on one of your clean sheet shouts mm-hmm. for that price, you got to look at him. Uh, and then yes. a name that, what? Sorry, I was trying to talk to myself, but it was too loud. Is he going to start, though? Uh, that's what I'm hearing. He's starting he in preseason. Start? Okay. He started all preseason. But except the last match where Romagna was back. So okay. I, don't, I don't know okay. if it's cut and dry yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So keep an eye on him. But and he played one, well. Yeah. One name, I don't know if I'm going to go with him week one. One name, I think we just, I have to do justice and shout him out here. And I don't think it's the worst matchup in the world is Francisco Calvo. He's a yellow, uh, though. He's a yellow dot. That's why I'm not sure I can run with him. Uh, the timing and never trust the dots. No, I know. I'm just saying right now he's a yellow. <laughs> the Take that, that game. Trust the mega reference. <laughs> sure. Trust the timing on that game makes it tough. But he's starting at five point five, and he was one of the lone bright spots in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yep. And he likes to get on the end of set pieces. Mm-hmm. He is an offensive powerhouse for that. And at 5.5, paired with Nathan as a starting center back in San Jose, I don't think we can overlook him. If he starts week one and you've got a later defender, I think you may want to take a look at him. Um, I just That yellow dot scares me a little bit because I don't know why there's a yellow dot before the season. Usually that's legit, something's up. But I also don't know what to expect from Red Bull. So Calvo, I think, is my under underpriced player highlight for the, for the start of the season. And just wait for the right matchup. And this, if you think this is it, go with it. That and I had to have a way to get Nathan's name thrown in there. Yeah. Yep. Isaac. All right. I've got a few cheap options that might or might not start. Uh, word is that Marsman, the keeper for Miami, is recovering from injury. Uh, and it's looking like he won't be ready for week one. So you've got Clement Diop as a 5.5 starter in goal. Um, it's a decent matchup. I don't know if they can shut out Chicago, especially with all the new firepower, but if Shakiri isn't starting, I might be willing to go with Diop instead of whoever starts for Dallas. I'm really looking forward then, to seeing him uh, play. Yeah. And then Brezza for Montreal seems to have locked the starting spot. He's only 5.0. He's been starting in CCL. Uh, there's transfer rumors with Pantemis. So I'm, I'm thinking he could be a shout for some value on your bench. He's only mm-hmm. 5 million. Uh, for defenders, there's Marco Farfan, the Hollingshead replacement for Dallas. He's 4.5, should be starting at left back. And in preseason, he's been splitting some corners. So there's always good value with a defender that takes set pieces. Um, we heard about the two center backs for Portland, uh, Mabiala and Zuperich, are both uh, recovering from sports hernias. So their starting defenders are going to be Bill Tuiloma and Zach McGraw. McGraw is a 4.0. Now, I don't expect many fantasy points here because Revs definitely can score on backup center backs, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a free chance, a potential value game. Stick them on your bench. Try and get that extra, you know, however many half million. 
And as far as I know, he's the only 4.0 player that looks likely to start this round. Uh, and then I've heard that Antonio Carlos for Orlando is still working on visa issues with no timeline. So it should be Schlegel starting for Orlando. He's 4.5. Uh, so that could be some late value in, uh, on your Sunday games. And then I don't know if you want to wait and find out what the Galaxy midfield is going to look like. But Victor Vasquez is only 5 million. Uh, I don't like yeah. the matchup, but it's a cheap Hail Mary for some potential attacking returns. But he usually gets subbed out pretty early. Yeah, he hasn't done but, a ton in preseason either, but such a great price point for what he could produce. I, I, I think he scored on a free kick. Did he? In one of those games. Yeah. He started the last two. That was all I looked at. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's a tough one because I really think, uh, Efra Ramirez should start at the 10 instead of Victor because Victor's getting up there. Yeah. But it seems, you know, Vanny loves Vasquez. Mm-hmm. I wish we knew more about, I wish you knew more about the visa status of some of these players because, I mean, yeah. they've got to be paying for, I know through my real life job that you can pay for premium processing for these things, which means that they have to make a decision yeah. within 15 days. Yeah. Um, and, but they the decision have done that, but they may have, yeah. you got to think like it's, it's $2,500 to, to like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. yeah. But then you still got to consider, they got to get back into the country. They got to get back up to fitness. Right. Last yeah. I checked, Antonio Carlos isn't in the country yet. Yeah. So it seems likely Schlegel will start a center back. Yeah. No, that's, but that's not good. a bad matchup for Orlando. Uh, those are great picks. Let's uh, wrap everything up and start talking about captains. Blaine. Uh, my initial draft did not have Vela in there. So I had it on Flores, who I think is a pretty good shout if you like DC. But I'm I'm leaning Vela at the moment. But then I also see Jesus Ferreira out there against a really bad Toronto team. So I think this week's really up in the air. Um. But I'm kind of leaning either Zella or Ferreira for Dallas as my captain this week. And it'll probably be lineup dependent. Um, we get to see the Columbus game early. I want to see what the Whitecaps throw out. If the Whitecaps look like they have a pretty solid lineup, I may switch to Ferreira just because. Okay, Isaac. Uh, I'm all aboard Gressel. Like you're telling me I've got an attacking midfielder that can get five clean sheet points. Come on. Uh, but if it's not him, it's going to be Zilla Ryan. But I'm pretty pretty set on Gressel. Ashley? Yeah, I am uh, all over the place with this. I, I My gut doesn't like Zilla. My head gets it. Um, my gut kind of likes Flores. Seems too simple. Like, oh, let's pick on the new kid who had, doesn't even have enough roster players and half their fantasy icons are gray. But that feels like a trap to me. Um, I'm also initially put it on Ferreira, but um, I also just kind of worry about, about that game. So for me, I'm, I'm going back and forth between those three players, which I know isn't a helpful answer. Gun to my head, I think I'd go Flores. Um, but I think that, that Ferreira and Zilla are both pretty decent backups to the armband. I am also on Gressel, uh, a Gressel-Zilla sort of option. I just... <clears throat> Just not a huge fan of captaining the forwards. And I, I think Isaac says it best. I mean, this is essentially your sixth forward who has a chance at, or it's your sixth midfielder with your chance at, at defensive bonus points. And so that's, that's pretty nice. Uh, quick thing from chat. I did see someone mention Kamara. Be careful about Ola Kamara. There is uh, a player for the player still getting added including <coughs> forward over at DC, which will likely start instead of him. So uh, mm-hmm. just, just be really careful with that, but no, I do like Russell. 
I do like Wrestle, and that's who I have it on right now. And it's first round one. Be bold. I mean, we've got shots sure. at the Champions yeah. League, plenty of times to do this. So, I mean, it's it's have fun. That's what it all comes down to is have fun with this game, with this these picks, with the people you're playing with. Uh, and that's what we're all about is we're hoping to give you some options so that you can have fun and, and do well, maybe win some prizes. That's what it's all about. So read one comment from chat because it just came through from Ted. Is heal out because he missed the beginning of, and if it was discussed, nobody captained heal this week. And always captain heal, okay, Chad. Yeah, and we don't always nobody, do it. I don't think any of us had heal on our team no. this week. Not on the road in uh, Portland. I just, I don't. No, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of. You got to. We talked about this. You said it more, I think, than we did. That yeah. much money week one, you're not going to get a price rise. And I, don't, if it was home, if he was home versus Portland. Yes, we'd all have him because we know we'd produce and we'd take the hit on not having the price rise. But for that amount of money, we one on the road. I just, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not taking him because of his price, because of this theory I've got yeah. that I'm trying to work out. So that's there. But when Isaac said Portland is missing the two center back, two starting center backs with sports hernias, now I go, am hmm. I still not taking heel? Like, well, I, I bet I, I could talk you into heel, even though I'm not going to do it. <laughs> So Portland last season allowed the most corner kicks and the most crosses into the penalty area, which is heels, bread and butter. But we got Bruce Arena out here talking about formation changes. Mm -hmm. And I, I just kind of a little bit wary. I think Rev's attack is going to take a little bit of a dip because Bruce never talks tactics. But he I got just, shook by I just the, like, the playoffs. I just like to take a week is all, chat. I just, I'd yeah. like to take a week to see how he does, to see this formation also. Bruce Arena is, is a he is a coach who doesn't care about your fantasy team. Bruce Arena yep. and friggin' sporting sure. Peter Vermees don't care about your fantasy team. So they will mess with things in a way that you kind of can't predict. And so just week one at the price, I can't do it. Um, it would compromise too many other things that I that I feel more, you know, strongly about. Like, mm -hmm. how are you gonna spend eight and a half on Gressel and ten and a half on Hill and round out a team where you don't think they're, you know, you're only gonna get yeah. minutes played in other positions it just doesn't seem financially possible yeah. plus yeah, i'm, I'm gonna give them elsewhere and i'm gonna give doesn't like necessarily a... justify paying up. sorry sorry oh no sorry. I, you, you're talking fancy i was just gonna say i give them like a five out of ten on their logo rebrand but um yeah you know i like it i, I gotta go seven i am a seven I don't know, I like you compare it against Chicago, who has like a 10 out of 10 with the rebrand. Oh, well, because find... they had to do it twice. That's what? Chicago's second try. What they, what they did, they, they did, but like the middle is just too busy and kind of weird for me. So it's almost yeah, like okay. it's like no revs, like don't anti Don't blame anti Carlos Heel for that. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. Uh, but I think you're right. It's value that's meaning so much. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, the values do change. It's based on a rolling three and five game average with a higher weight on the earlier games. Essentially, everyone now, whatever their price is, like uh, Zellerion is a nine, he, he has like a nine, 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 just built into the system to give him nine. So as the games play, things are going to change. You're going to be building your points. We're talking a lot about value in the episodes to come. So that's a quick preview uh, because we're going to wrap up the show right now. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much, Isaac, for being with here and uh, giving us yeah. insights into some of these players. Of course, always. Uh, let's wrap everything else up with some plugs blaine uh just give a huge shout out to my mom for helping with the hats oh uh, yes oh yeah uh, gotta give mom love out there um couldn't have done the hat without her um i love the hats anyway um can't wait for ari to see one live on a show he wasn't in the oh. chat because ari's our bucket hat brigade guy 
and just I'm looking forward to the start of the season. I want to shout out Discord and our whole community. Like, thanks everybody mm-hmm. for keeping us involved, getting us prepped for the season. There's so many names that we I could drop right now that have just been instrumental in get, getting us through the off season, getting us ready to go. But we do it for the community. Uh, so thank you, community, for being there for us. That's why we do this. It keeps us motivated, keeps me motivated for sure. And you're why we do this. So thank you for showing up in week one. For anybody listening, hit us up on Twitter. Just we love this conversation. And good luck for the season. Everybody, I hope everybody has fun and a good first round and a decent value gain, even if you don't get the points. Ashley. Yeah, I'm just going to shout out the first week of, of MLS play, really. I mean, I echo mm-hmm. what Blaine just said about Discord and everybody in the community. Um, I'm just excited for for this first week and, and for everybody to just kind of get playing and get going, you know, for the fandom and then for the, for the fantasy play as well. So I'm just excited. Isaac. Just the Fantasy Boss Discord is where you'll find me. And I'm so excited for Saturday because once that first lineup drops, just all hell breaks loose. It's fantastic. Pandemonium. Oh, you've been sitting on that, haven't you? I see see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Of course, for me, uh, thanks to everyone who who comes and participates with all this. Head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. Getting ready to have a whole bunch of articles drop. Thanks to all of the contributing authors that have helped us this year, uh, this this preseason. Uh, the MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon and the MLS Fantasy Insider community. You guys are awesome. Plugged you at the beginning of the show. Uh, but head over to there. We have swag this year. We have the, the leagues. It, it's going to be a fantastic time. And thank you so much for those of you who are contributing to that project. And of course, as has already been mentioned, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. It's it's one of the best resources that we've been able to produce huge uh, tip of the hat to, to older goaler and everybody who helps keep that place just being absolutely awesome. Uh, It's friendly, it's constructive, and it's just a great place to hang out uh, week in and week out, uh, especially since there's not like a great MLS presence for keeping the the chat and the communication and and the the doors open like that. So thanks so much for everyone who participates in that. And of course, as always, good luck. (laughs) 